Donald Trump, Donald Trump, his name is really Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, all we're going to talk about this week is Donald Trump, come on, it's Donald Trump. Another another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Hello, ladies and germs. Welcome to this first spooky episode. Of another digital citizen, it's October. Ooh. It's a spooky look. Uh, spooky. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Yes, it's mm-hmm. it, terrifyingly uh, October. I don't know why. I don't think it's the whole right. month, but it is pretty terrifying that it's October. It's super uh, terrifying because that means it's two months to December. <laughs> that is the most terrifying thing about it. Okay, so I have to talk to you about you Americans, and I mean you Americans. Uh, What is it with putting the date and the year in the wrong order of things? What is that? I'm sure we're not the only place that does it, but uh, yeah, we do that. We, we do do I that. I really don't understand it, because it's like, uh, uh, every time I watch, uh, look at the run sheet, it says, like, uh, it's the 10th of the 4th. It isn't the 10th of the 4th today. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's April. <laughs> We're not in April. <laughs> what is it with you Americans? Uh, so we had to change it around because, um, you know... We're American. We got to drive on the other mm. side of the road. You know, all no, those you good don't. things. You drive on the correct side of the road. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, geez, it's, British people is wedge. It's actually much more diverse than you would think. There's a few countries that go yeah, year, it's like month, 50, day. 50. No, yeah. it's it's way more weird than you than that. <laughs> It's, oh. There's like uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different versions of how you can write the date, month, and year in all different places. Year, month, day, day China, Japan, mm-hmm. South Korea, North Korea, Taiwan, Hungary, Mongolia, Lithuania, and Bhutan. They do it totally opposite of you, even. Okay. They do it the backwards way of you. Day, month, year, which is what you do, is most yeah. of Europe, North America, uh, yeah. Central America, South America, but yeah. United States is the only one to do it the way we do it. Um. So I have to tell you a very funny story about that. A uh, long time ago, before I met you, uh, when I was married, I listened to a podcast called Keith and the Girl. I don't know if I told you this story before. But uh, I was so big fan of theirs, and they were going to have a show in uh, the UK. And uh, I got, uh, I convinced my then wife to go over there and watch their show. Uh, so we ordered tickets and everything. It was like, uh, I think it was the 6th of July or something. And we ordered it the wrong way around because 
yeah, I looked at the website and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's next month. It's not this month. Huh. Yeah, I can see how that would happen pretty easily, actually. Uh, I was so angry. Um, oh, wow. It, yeah, it's kind of all over the place. It's definitely not a 50-50 thing at all. Like, uh, Yeah, there's lots of different versions. And if you go down into this wiki article I sent you, there's a breakdown mm -hmm. of some countries use multiple different versions of the date. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, uh, they, they'll they do your version and our version, or um, mm -hmm. sometimes use this version. Yeah, it's definitely... I th I always thought it was more 50-50 than this, too, but it's it's all over the place. Yeah, I totally thought it was, like, 50-50. Uh, but I, I... Yeah, I see that... Uh, uh, we are the most correct, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely how that works, right? Because I grew up yeah, here, yeah. that means we're the right... We're correct. We're the yes. right ones. Yeah. Yeah, 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 And same with yeah, me yeah. in America. We're clearly, clearly also the correct ones, even, even though you're correct also. But uh, yeah, this I is how religion that, uh... also works, by the way. <laughs> right. <laughs> we should probably do day, month, year. That's I, I I really don't understand like year, month, day. That is that is maybe the weirdest one. Well, year, month, day still makes sense to me. I think the American version makes the yeah. least sense just because it's out oh, of definitely. order completely. Because like even yeah. with year, month, day, it's in order of length of time, right? Even though mm -hmm. it's in reverse order of what you're thinking about, it's still mm -hmm. in, or, in an order. Uh, yeah. Where the American version being month, day, just year switched. is complete, yeah. is, isn't in any order whatsoever. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, it's like, oh, we take this and we scramble it around and then we figure it out. If you're thinking of it purely from a <laughs> capitalistic business sense, I think that mm -hmm. has to do with it because mo monthly earnings and quarterly earnings are like a huge thing. Uh, in mm -hmm. America, so maybe that's why mm -hmm. the month comes first, but I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, we're definitely not going to talk about Donald Trump this week, because that's all we have to talk about, more or less. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about him in the, can in, the, in, the in the debates. Sorry, not the campaign. That's uh, for sure. Yeah, because I, I watched the debate this week. I don't know if you watched the debate this week. I did a week ago, so I barely remember <laughs> anything that happened, but it's fine because barely anything happened. So there's that. <clears throat> it was a very lackluster um, debate, to say I, it mildly. I wouldn't uh, say the word. I mean, lackluster in the sense of like the amount of information that was pr that was yes. taken oh, from no, them happen. into my brain, yeah. but lack not lackluster in that there was a lot of yelling at each other. Just, you couldn't understand the, the, anybody because right. they were all yelling over the top of each other the whole time. I think I have never seen uh, three moderators of a debate that had uh, as little control of their debate as the three moderators in this fucking debate, that's for sure. It, well, yeah, there was... Who, I, there was a... The, um, by, there was a debate, I want to say it was Trump-Biden... Where it went mm. totally off the rails last uh, election cycle, but mm. I don't know. This was definitely. I think it, there was more people in this, so it was mm. easier for it to go completely off the rails. Because once one person starts yelling, and then another person starts yelling, then somebody else starts yelling over them. Then it just. How do you even stop that? You know, train. 
Uh, I was a bit curious if uh, people were going to uh, attack Vikram. Most of them didn't. Some of them did, mm -hmm. but uh, most of them didn't. Uh, I feel I feel that was maybe a little bit missed missed opportunity. Uh, of course, the elephant in the room was that Trump again wasn't there, and uh, it seemed like I mean DeSantis mm -hmm. and. Uh, and Chris Christie went after Trump more this debate than they did last definitely. debate. Like they actually yeah, named Chris him Christie and said, "Definitely did, yeah." And DeSantis, I think, more than than before, also. But Chris Christie was mm -hmm. the main guy calling Trump out. But I think mm -hmm. he's kind of been that way for since getting you know ousted by Trump. He hasn't been a mm -hmm. Trump fan. Uh, I agree. I think Nikki Haley definitely got lost in the shuffle more than the last debate where she was kind of right. one of the standouts. This debate yeah. was like, was she even there? Cause she was just, yeah. She's actually my loser of the night. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think it has to do with, uh, uh that, uh, my expectations of her were maybe a little bit higher this time than it was last time. But I, I, I exactly feel like you, you did that, uh, like, was she even there? It uh, it felt like she, she never got to to take the word and uh, never got to say anything interesting. Uh, so, yeah, she was definitely my loser of the night. Yeah, I mean, lose, uh, in this one it's hard to, like, give a winner and a loser because I feel like they it all is. kind of didn't win. But yeah. I would say, yeah, if there was a loser, it's probably her. Winner, it's really mm. hard because I don't think anybody really gained anything from this debate. Right, I uh, I have put one, uh, but it's with the asterisks. I think Chris Christie did the best because uh, again, my expectations for him was very low, and I think he pushed more this this time than he did last time. So I just don't think he That's... gained anything from it. He didn't like. I agree. Yeah, it yeah. didn't push him up in the but... polls or anything like that. I agree, but it's it's like I, for me, I just uh, I I take it from the debate. I don't really care about the numbers before or after. For me, it's just like what happened that night. So of that night, I think he was the winner. But it's very very close. I think uh, DeSantis was my second running, and I had problem uh, switching between those two. Okay, well, will we get another debate? Trump, the Trump campaign says maybe not. Um, President yeah. Donald Trump's campaign called on the Republican National Committee to cancel the third debate scheduled in Miami next month. Uh, of course this is from the campaign. The RNC should immediately cancel the upcoming debate in Miami and end all future and end all future debates in order to refocus mm -hmm. its manpower and money to prevent the Democrats efforts in stealing the 2024 election so <laughs> they're still going with that line even though he's literally in like multiple court cases that for doing the, for saying that exact thing about the last election it is so interesting i i listened to i listened to the call was it in south carolina or something like he called um someone and asked for 1100 votes or whatever it was I listened to that call. I haven't listened through it from like start to end before. Uh, I did that 
this week, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, fucking hell. So fucking rich. <laughs> it was, it, it, I've heard most of it, I guess, at least the pertinent clips out of it. Right. And it, it's not like they're talking in code, but it's not like they're no. being... Uh, <laughs> totally out in the open about it either. They're saying it in a way no. that like is like side eye kind of conversation, mm-hmm. but it's definitely obvious what they're talking about. But it's uh, I, I I thought it was very interesting because uh, like uh, he's like oh we won the election was rigged. Like I I don't well I I do understand how how uh, how he can do it. I you just like put. Uh, blinders uh, on your eyes and you just go on being Donald Trump, I guess. Uh, yeah, it says Trump has skipped the first two debates, releasing an interview with Tucker Carlson as counter-programming in the first debate and speaking to mm-hmm. supporters in Detroit at the second one. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a commandingly in the primary and that is his justification for why he's deciding to forego the debates, um, which we said last week could not could also not be the case because of his... yeah I think your theory is actually a hundred and ten percent true I think I was more proven true this week because now there's talk yes. of him debating DeSantis alone mm-hmm. it just being a DeSantis versus Trump debate um, yeah. and that kind of makes me think he doesn't not want to debate he mm-hmm. just doesn't want to debate these people which makes me think oh the Mike Pence theory is maybe more true. The not oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll see if that I, actually I, I happens. I almost, I almost think that if Mike Pence wasn't there, he would probably be there. Maybe. I and Trump. What's the real like? Why doesn't Trump just come out if this is true? Our theory that he's doing it because mm. of a court case gag order doesn't allow him to speak or be around Mike Pence. What would be the reason for his campaign or him to not say, oh, we can't do this because I'm not allowed to be around Mike Pence? <laughs> Why don't they right. just come out and say it? Is it embarrassing or uh, it bad op- optics or, yeah, what? Mm-hmm. Or are they just using it as a way to, like, look, I'm being, like, I guess they could use it if they were to come out and say that and be like, look, he's being persecuted. He's not allowed to debate. Like, there's so many re- I just don't understand why they wouldn't say it if it was true. Right. Well, uh, there uh, has come out a book about Donald Trump uh, that says uh, that he was offered uh, $5 billion to sit out the presidential election. That is uh, some money. Specifically last time, um, the 2020 election, uh, Donald Trump was prepared to quit the U.S. presidential race for $5 billion, the book has claimed. Representatives of the former president are said to have floated a figure to him when they were approached approached by accused crypto fraudster Sam Bankman-Fried. The FTX mm. founder was exploring the legality of buying off Trump to ensure he didn't stand in the 2020 election, according to the new book. Um, the claim was made... Uh, by Michael Lewis. Mr. Lewis also wrote The Big Short and Moneyball, um, so he does know a lot about finance. I mean, those were both very famous books, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump's representatives could not be contacted for comment, so. Uh, do you think it's true? I, I think it is true. This guy, 
was buying up all kinds of weird shit and just spending money on all kinds of weird shit. Um, mm-hmm. Would he do this if he felt like, oh, I don't want Trump in office? I think so. Yeah, I think it could yeah. be true. I, I also think so. Is there another whole aspect of this that this guy is trying to sell books also? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. But it sounds like what we've heard is that... It wasn't like he went directly to Trump and was like, hey, Trump, I'm going to give you $5 billion. It was more like he talked to a guy and a guy was like, oh, mm-hmm. I might, I maybe could get a, a hold of the Trump campaign. And then they like mm-hmm. suggested it to them. I don't think there was ever any real like direct one-on-one negotiations is my point. I totally agree. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he just got the paper saying, hey. <laughs> or someone told him. Oh yeah, or even not even paper. It might yeah. not. It just meant word of mouth. Like uh, yeah, yeah. one person said it to him, and then they uh, went to Trump. Somebody in the Trump orbit was talking with them, but not. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows if Trump ever even heard about it? But it's possible. Totally possible. Uh, yeah, I, I personally don't think he would have taken it seriously to be. 110 percent honest but uh, five billion dollars <laughs> that's it's not million that's five bill with yeah. a b yeah that's uh yeah. i mean that's hard for anybody to pass up right um yeah i agree but uh hey talking about people that uh, should probably take in uh, five uh, billion dollars instead of uh trying to sit in their job kevin mccarthy Holy fuck, this is such a weird story. Well, I find it weird. It's a little... Well, it's definitely weird in the sense that it's Republicans going after each other. There's, like, in right. Republican infighting happening here because Matt Gates, uh, also a Republican, has... Uh, his efforts to oust the Speaker Kevin McCarthy were successful Tuesday as a GOP civil war continues to rage on in Congress. Uh, McCarthy put the blame for his remover, removal from the speakership squarely on Gates. Uh, Gates, the outspoken Florida Republican, Delta Bar- was dealt a barrage of scandals in 2016. McCarthy and his mm-hmm. allies could have handled Gates' motion a few ways, but they chose to hold the vote on table on Tuesday. If it had been successful, it would have killed Gates' mo- motion and allowed McCarthy to retain speakership but it failed with 11 Republicans uh, defecting from McCarthy. So because of the way the breakdown is, Republicans had to have gone over to the other side against him mm-hmm. for this to even work. And there was a bunch of them kind of, including Gates, that, um, yeah, they voted against him. It hey, wasn't he in trouble for some sexual things not that fucking long time ago. Gates? Yeah. I remember there was something about him trafficking a young girl across state lines. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's still, that's alleged or what, what happened with that. Uh, but uh, he also accused him of cutting a secret deal uh, with the Democrats to fund the Ukraine military. Uh, that is kind of... <laughs> so the thing that, that happened not, here not is wedge. one of the big things that they got rid of him for is they... They wanted. They thought he was working. They wanted to shut the government down. Uh, specifically, mm-hmm. these eleven Republicans. Clearly, the, there was a government possible government shutdown because there was a funding bill that included aid for Ukraine in it. Um, 
they wanted they didn't want that and what ended up happening is the funding bill did go through to keep the government open but it didn't have any mm-hmm. funding for Ukraine uh and yeah like you said they're saying that this guy McCarthy was working with the Democrats so now they don't like him so they're trying to kick him out or they did kick mm-hmm. him out I guess um yeah that's kind of the whole thing here is that the government shutdown didn't happen and now the Democrats are saying uh, we're going to because we didn't get any funding for Ukraine there's going to be another bill that comes up for that that's what they're saying mm-hmm. right now yeah so it seems like the right wing uh, part of the Republican party is like more or less winning that's that that's that like from an outside you uh, in Norway it looks like that's more or less what's happening like uh, uh, the very Trump side of things are is is winning even in this because uh, uh, Trump has been very negative against uh, Kevin McCartney as well is this here Gates defended his actions in a in a speech uh prior to the final vote saying chaos is speaker mccarthy and chaos is somebody who we cannot trust with their word um so right. yeah, they, they just don't trust this guy like you said they think he's working with the democrats or something so yeah. it's like a big uh yeah now the question is who are they going to get to replace him because mm-hmm. he could have run again to see if he could um regain the speakership well, he said he wouldn't. So. That's what I was going to say. But he said he's not. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean he's not going to. He just says he's not going to. We'll see if that actually. Right. Because he could be convinced by people to go back and do it, you know. Um, but there's there's a lot of people being floated for who could replace him. Um, mm-hmm. Who have you seen? Yeah. Uh, Troy Nels from Texas. Okay. Uh, is, is one guy. Uh, Jim Jordan, I've seen. Uh, apparently, there's somebody named Patrick McHen- McHenry from North Carolina who took the pl- the interim replace. He's like the interim replacement for the time being. All right. Um, but what I'm seeing this morning, and this is according to Hannity, mm-hmm. uh, Trump is being floated as replacing him for Speaker of the House. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a joke. That's actually what's being talked about now. Uh, it's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world. I don't know that Trump would want to do that while he's because no. he's going to have to be doing that and campaigning at the same time. And campaigning at the same time. Yeah. Right? I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. I mean, in in all in all honesty, I I think it would be probably good for him. I think it would work against the, the Democrats. It's a, maybe it's a good strategy. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. The, the the Democrats don't have the votes to put one of their people in, but it could be interesting if they tried. That could also happen, mm. but I don't think it will. So. Uh yeah, maybe um. Uh, Jam- Jamel Bowman will be their speaker. I doubt it. He's very progressive, actually. He he's 
he's got very progressive values. I, I, I dig him in a way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well. So I don't think they're going to pick. I don't even think the centrist Democrats would pick him if they had a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he uh, rang the alarm, as they say, uh, this week. Yeah, this is a confusing story because uh, on Saturday, a fire <laughs> alarm so sounded weird. throughout the office, uh, house office building, as part of a sprawling, as part of the sprawling Capitol Hill complex. Emergency personnel quickly arrived, and the bil- building ended up being evacuated. Jabal Moment, Bowman, a young progressive, found himself facing questions about whether he was guilty or innocent of pulling the fire alarm. Uh, mm-hmm. The U.S. Capitol is usually empty on Saturday, but the government was on the verge of shutdown, and the House gathered for a last-minute attempt to see if they could agree on the spending bill that we just talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. McCarthy had introduced a 71-page spending bill. Throughout, though Democrats badly wanted to prevent the shutdown, they also wanted to read the bill. At the time, at that time, Bowman pulled the fire alarm, and Democrats were as Democrats were making a motion to adjourn, meaning the vote would been would have been delayed. The bill was then eventually passed by the House and Senate. It, uh, it was signed and then signed by President Biden um, to avoid the shutdown. Uh, it says here the congressman, congressman's version is fairly straightforward. He says he was trying to exit the building and hurry back to the Capitol, uh, and that he just made a mistake. I guess he just like oops. It says I was hey. rushing to make a vote. I came to the door as usual to open up open votes, right. but today it would not open. I was embarrassed to admit I activated the fire alarm, mistakenly thinking it would open the door. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen fire the thing you pull for a fire alarm, but I it's have. pretty it's obvious what it red. is. Yes, and it says it's fire. Red and it has a white a white handle, and it says fire in really big <laughs> giant letters across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't believe him. So the <laughs> suggestion is he did it to delay the vote. That's what some mm. people are saying. Um, I don't know if I a hundred percent believe that, but maybe. Yeah, maybe it's not like he people. It, it's not like people weren't going to find him out. There's cameras all over that place, probably. You know what I mean? So right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, did you see a video coming out of this? I've seen. Well, there's a picture right there at the top of the article of it. Yeah, I have seen the picture, but uh, is there a video? I would assume so because this picture is. Yeah. You can tell it's taken of a video. Yeah. Just by, like, the lines on it and stuff. But in this picture that we see, you can't even see the fire alarm, but you can see his hand reaching for it, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If I was a rich uh, man, doodly-doodly-doodly-doodly-doodly, then uh, something, something, riddler on the roof. Rich man over Richmond or whatever? Is that what you're... (laughs) Yeah, uh, the working class in uh, the U.S. Like, I I think if I if it, I would define the American dream, it's more or less being famous and rich, right? That is the new American dream. I mean, the classic idea was what: uh, two kids, a dog, a house, and a white picket fence, or whatever. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, that that doesn't exist anymore because now you live in a high-rise apartment and you 
have no kids and it's right. hard to find anybody to date yeah and uh, i think that's that's more or less like now now everybody wants to be influencers on the internet i think that's the new american dream <laughs> i mean the point Become, of getting the becoming an influencer is to get like a house a wife a yeah. kids and a white picket fence but white picket fences you have to have a yard and to have a ha- yard you have to have a house so <laughs> true well Trun is going to tell the truth uh, about why we will never be rich hello this is Tron White Tron tells the truth Biden again gave the rich more fucking money he had to increase the death ceiling yes and who wanted the richest people Republican conservatives applauding like it was a victory. Please go again and again. What I always find is fascinating. Poor people believe if they treat the richest people good, if they fight against everybody they think is a so-called social justice warrior, they're going to get rich. They're going to rain down on them. They're going to get money. Spoiler alert, you don't. You never did, and you're never gonna do it. The reason why some people are poor, they always blame the state, the government, and everyone else. But the problem is, it's not about talent and intelligence sometimes. Sometimes they cannot be extremely many rich people. If there was a society with tons of rich people, that the majority was very rich, that will crack down because they need people to work for them hard. Who you can give them all that fucking money and have low wages. Yes. They need a lot of people to fight for the jobs and fight for the scraps so they can get extremely rich. But again, we're sitting here voting in people from the richest 1% complaining about the elite who's not them. But people who fight for justice and equality? I'm going to go to the city council Wednesday. And I'm going to fight against conservatives in my hometown of Bergen who still believe the same. Yes, they believe the fucking same. We're going to give you possibilities. No, they're not. Because most people cannot use the possibilities they have. Because those possibilities comes with that you have a lot of money maybe you've been lucky in selling something and earning good money maybe you have a very good education because your parents have a lot of money and maybe inherit a lot of money but the only thing that made people rich in Norway like even like social justice in Norway is taxes the increase that the state has said that you know what you can be rich as you want, but you have to pay your fair share. That and good labor laws has been the only thing who helped. Yeah, they can always be annoying sometimes, but guess who is running to the state every time they're having trouble? Who did you think ran to the state during COVID? Poor didn't. Well, they had not a strong person to talk for them. But the business people did. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you as always, Tron. Thank you, Tron.
Okay, I will talk about TV first this week. Uh, it's an NBC show called The Irrational. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I think you saw this last week, right? I did. I talked about it last week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a boring, cutic, cutic, cooker, cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. What a boring, boring show. <laughs> Like I said last it's week, like it was I've, just the power he has, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I've seen six billion version of this show before. It's like it brings absolutely nothing wrong. Uh, new, sorry. But uh, uh, the acting is okay, I guess. Uh, I will give it a four. You give it a four? Oh, okay. What do what, what what did you think? Did you give it lower? Oh, uh, let me look. I gotta go back from, to last week. Um, I gave it a four point five. <laughs> so yeah, we're yeah. pretty close to each other. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just very uh, network TV. Warring. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. Something I saw. But well, the return mm -hmm. of Bob's Burgers, this season fourteen of Bob's Burgers. Mm -hmm. Episode one is out of the season. It was fine. It's you know decent. Okay. It really, I, I was not liking how much they were going into the musical bits. The last bunch of mm. seasons, maybe like the last two seasons, it was really getting heavy into like every episode had a big musical number, and mm. this didn't have anything like that in it. So I was happy with it. Uh, mm. Overall, I don't know. This at one episode, I'd give, you know, a six, or a seven. I'll give it a seven. Hey, do you want to see Jack Osborne trying to kill his mom? Trying to kill his mom? Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Not really, but sh sure. Uh, because I saw the pilot episode of Jack Osborne's Night of Terror when uh, when they had to call an ambulance on Sharon Osborne. Because she got so sick in the end of the episode that she had to be driven to the hospital. Sick in what yeah. way? Like, uh, she just blacked out and they couldn't get contact her for twenty minutes, and she didn't have any pulse and things like that. Yeah, it's uh it's uh, Jack Osborne trying to kill his mom. Okay, <laughs> is this like a Halloween special? It sounds like or something. Uh, it's just, it is so fucking rich. It's uh, atrociously bad as well. Uh, it's one of those gun ghost hunting shows, uh, paranormal things that oh. we have seen. He He's done like 1,600 times before. Is this like Ghost Hunters a... where they go to like a haunted location? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they uh, he brings his mom uh, to one of those locations and she, she almost dies. So, is it like a different celebrity each episode, or is it always him and his mom? I don't know. It's oh. just one episode out. Yeah. Oh, you uh, think you this... would have picked a bigger celebrity if they were going to do more celebrities? But maybe not. Shane Osborne is pretty big celebrity. Yeah, but it's also like his mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> I hope in this next in the next episode he's going to try to kill his dad. So it's like uh, Denny's sister. <laughs> Honestly, if you took Ozzy to a haunted mansion or something, he'd be like, "What? What's uh -huh. going on?" And 
What's going on? That's all. <laughs> he wouldn't have any clue. He couldn't. He, yeah. He's not there enough to be afraid of it. True. Yeah. True. 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 But yeah, no, I'm going to give it a one. One. Yeah. Okay. Um. What should we talk about? Let's talk about Power Rangers next on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. It is a show. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's very weird. Power Rangers. Like, they haven't changed uh-huh. the, like, there's something about Power Rangers that, like, if they ever, I'm thinking if they ever made a movie and it was, like, 100% made serious and, like, mm-hmm. really high quality, like, Michael Bay made a Power Rangers movie or something, um, mm-hmm. everybody would hate it. I think everybody mm-hmm. loves that that it's cheesy and there's bad dialogue lines and that the costumes look silly. I think people like mm-hmm. that about Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. No, I I agree. So there's like this weird thing where like Power Rangers, you can't judge it on quality because it's made that way on purpose, right? It's weird. It's a weird thing which Should doesn't happen certain... with yes, a lot of other certain... things. Yeah. Yes, to a certain. Uh, part I agree. Yes, like I feel like if they wanted to, they could redo dialogue and have it sound better. Oh, but they don't yeah, because yeah. they want it to sound that way. It's a weird mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but you'll, it's you know made for kids. The thing about this show, you saw this, right? Hmm. It's made for kids. How can any child understand what the fuck is happening in the series? Because I, I had yeah, no clue no. what the fuck was going on most of the time. Right. Yes. I agree. No, it's it's made for kids, and uh, and I don't really understand how this is made for kids. I guess because it's you know bright lights, flashing color, lots of loud noises. Yeah. They're not really playing it, paying attention to the plot of it. I guess that's my mm. only thought. Mm. Um, yeah. The animation was really bad in this, also like super bad. Yes. But yeah. like we said, oh, yeah. like it's almost done that way on purpose, so it's hard to judge it on those criteria well I, I i don't think it's hard to judge on those criterias because it's not that long time ago i saw the original tv show i really i really liked the original tv show back back then sure um so i i think i think i i wanted more or less the same thing uh that's what i'm saying like it's hard to judge it on the level of like anything else other than like the idea of how the original looked because right. like they've never tried to take Power Rangers and make it a really high quality good looking film where like all the costumes are like super impressive well, looking and right yeah I remember yeah. they did a, U- did a YouTube movie. short a number of years ago where they did yes. that to the Power Rangers but they mm-hmm. never made like a full length movie or TV show like that yeah I agree yeah uh, but, uh, what did you give this? I'll give it a four. Uh, yeah, I give it a four as well. It's very cheesy. Uh, there's yeah. some very stupid, like, stupid jokes about, like, this. the one bad guy is, like, the, the corporate CEO or something, uh, mm-hmm. and her daughter with the selfie cam. It's all, it's kind of goofy and funny and relevant to today in a, kind of, not like any kids use selfie sticks. Uh, in 2023, but yeah. Well, I know a show that uh, I'm sure that you were uh, waking up in the middle of the night to see it uh, for today. Uh, about Beckham, 
Um, David Beckham, I'm sure you saw this, right? Because you care so much about football. Uh, no, I didn't see this. You said it came out. To, you just said it came out today. So how could I have possibly I know, seen it? But you, of course, you, you. No, you woke up just to watch this because you really love football and Victoria Beckham and David Beckham and you love football so much that you had to see this, right? No, okay, maybe not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, do you know what? I am super surprised by how much I like this. Uh, I am going to come with a confession now. I hate David Beckham for two reasons. Uh, first and foremost, he played for Manchester United. That is not the same as Manchester City, uh, to say it that way. So I had absolutely no like for him whatsoever. And also, I am going to be <laughs> even more honest. I never liked Victoria Beckham either. It's like he he married the worst of the Spice Girls. <laughs> it's like I I didn't. Yeah. So I I went into this thinking it was going to be super stupid, super not my cup of tea. And I I and I watched all all of the episodes. Uh, I think it's four, four or three, yeah. And uh, I really, really liked it. Look, uh, it's four episodes, and uh, I think it will surprise people because it's it isn't really a reality show uh, uh, where they kind of like hide away from controversy. Like for example, he gets asked about like uh, being uh, ambassador for Qatar, where homosexuality is illegal and things like that. And uh, it's just like he—they don't really hide away from 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 controversial things. So it's not a puff piece, as I thought it would be. I thought it only would be like positives and things like that. Like, they talk about cheating, they talk about a lot of things, and it's just, like, it's filled with people that you would recognize if you kind of have been, like, in in the gist of football. So, I'm going to surprise myself, and maybe even you, and give it a 7.5. Uh, why don't you do another one? The next uh, thing I will talk about is an animated DreamWorks thing that came out on Hulu, look. Uh, I think it was Hulu or Peacock. Are they more or less the same now? <laughs> uh, Hulu and Peacock? No. Uh, yeah. None of the Peacock stuff is on Hulu. They're, like, totally... It's so fit. weird, because they're... You know, they're Hulu is they're, Fox uh, Disney... Peacock is yeah. NBC Universal, so they're totally, totally okay. separate. Yeah, because their banner says that it's like both on Hulu and Peacock, so I don't know why. And maybe that's a not American thing, but at least here, because like, maybe. like you, you know, Hulu is like something totally different there, right? Or yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's an animated show about uh, some kids uh, that. Uh, uh, finds this Asian prophecy and uh, Voodoo Queen uh, 
in New Orleans, and uh, they have to save the world, of course. Uh, it is, uh, and then they have also have to become friends. But this is kind of funny because do you know who this is from? Look, it's from Eli Roth. <laughs> His TV show choices in the last year or two have been so, so strange. I, I feel yeah. like maybe he felt like he was getting pigeonholed as like the horror movie guy, so he was like, "I'm just gonna make mm-hmm. some weird ass shit and like get out of that. Yeah. G- try to get out of the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he worked with James Frey as well. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? But I I really like this. Uh, I've I have just seen one episode. I have that time because I've seen 1600 other shows this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, uh, I will I will give it the first episode that I saw actually an eight out of ten. Really liked it. What was very it fun. Uh, very uh, fright crew, and it's spelled incredibly stupid. It's F R I G H T fright. Okay, but crew is spelled K R E W E. Oh, is it like somebody's Fight last me. name or something? Uh, something. What is this show about? I don't think you said what the show was about. Yeah, it's uh, a bunch of kids that are saving the world from a voodoo queen. Oh, in, right, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, New Orleans. Got it. Um, Let's see, what else happened this week? Castlevania, on, also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very. Nocturne. Yeah, Nocturne. I don't know what, why they made this show. I mean, it's a cartoon that's, like, very cheap anime-style cartoon. Um, I'm just sick of this style of animation, kind of, I think is mm. one big thing. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. There's a lot of action that's happening in it. Like, from moment one, they literally uh, start off with a vampire-dragon fight, right? Um Yeah. So the anime, like, it's interesting in the sense that there's a lot of action happening, but the dialogue's mm-hmm. bad, the animation's cheap, uh, it looks hmm. like it was made in the early 2000s to me. I don't know, what do you, what did you think about it? I loved it. Uh, so, I'm a big fan of the original show, Castlevania, uh... That has a thing in the 1500s, and now they move from the 1500s to France during the revolution in the 1800s. That was another thing. I, I, don't, I hate this time period that it was set in. Oh, yeah. I as, love yeah. this time period. Yeah. The French Re- Revolution is probably one of my favorite time periods of all time. Um but yeah, no, I really dig this. Uh, look, I I uh, actually am going to say that I gave it a 9 out of 10. I think it is one of the best sequels of all time. I, I think if you are not into the Castlevania uh, series, you will neither understand or under- get why this is so good as it is. I gave it a 3. I mean, this d- dialogue, yeah. like I said, the dialogue's god awful the story's fine and the action's kind of interesting but it's just uh it's it's over the top ridiculous which i guess some people could enjoy about it but like i said yeah Mm. dialogue's bad and the animation is is just cheap clearly yeah i don't agree 
okay, I saw Stephen Graham's Boiling Point. Uh, this is uh, from ITV. It's uh, four episodes. Uh, it's the bear on ster- steroids. <laughs> that is more or less what I will uh, say about it. I think you will very much like this if you get a hold of it. Uh, because it's like it's exactly like the bear. Mm-hmm. It's just like, uh, uh, but actually set in in a real kitchen. Uh, it's like, uh, wait, uh, in I, a real I, kitchen. That... So is this a drama or is it not? Like no, no, the bear? no, no, no. But 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 it's a, a drama. But it's it feels more like a real kitchen as well. Oh, I'm sorry. okay. I was con- yeah. so confused. I was like, is this a reality yeah. show or okay? No, no, no. Uh, and it's not ITV, it's BBC One. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, uh, I really dig this as well. I am going to give it an 8 uh, as well. Really a bunch of cool new shows this week. Okay. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, let's talk about... I talked about that. I talked about that. Let's talk about Gen V, I guess. Kind of mm-hmm. a... It's a spin-off of The Boys. It's not... It's based around the universe of the boys. That's the best way to put it, right? Right. You definitely don't have to have seen the boys to see this. Yeah, because this is more of a ya young adult uh, high uh, what college type drama more than the boys mm-hmm. is right. Um, that I, I didn't like about it. I don't like. I'm just sick of like the the ya school dramas that we've gotten so <laughs> many of. I didn't. I wasn't mm. a huge fan of the boys to begin with, mostly just because mm. it's superhero stuff. It's more. It was more yeah. interesting than a lot of superhero stuff, mostly because it's gory. But even in this one, it felt like the gore and the bl- like the, the amount of blood would like. It's just there for shock value and not as like mm. an actual lit- like literary device to move the story along. It's just there to like. Mm. Oh my gosh, look how crazy bloody the show is. You know what I mean? That's the only reason it's there. It doesn't actually mm-hmm. add anything other than shock value to me. Uh, the mm. dialogue in this I fo- thought was really bad. Some of the storyline <laughs> is kind of interesting with the kid in the in the in the the woods they call it. Mm-hmm. But oh, other yeah. than that, super yaw. I don't know what do you think. Yeah. <laughs> I love how we were so different this week. I really like this as well. Uh I I I don't really know what I was going in thinking. It it reminds me of a like you said it it reminds me of a yaw version of of uh the boys uh, of the boys. Exactly what it feels like. Uh I do think that uh it's not as good as the boys. Don't get me wrong. I really like the boys. Well, yeah. But, uh, I mean, starting on my base level, I don't like superhero shows or movies to begin with. So there's that. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I, I would probably like give it a six point five somewhere. I gave it a three point five. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought it was slightly better than Castlevania, to be honest. Um, right. But it. Yeah, like I said, the mix of it being a superhero show and a ya uh, school mm. drama together are yeah. two things I don't like to begin with. Um, it The only thing that made it interesting was kind of the uh, weird underbelly of like what this school actually is doing. 
You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I really like that part of it. That's the well. only interesting part. Yeah. But and you got to admit the dialogue was pretty bad in it, though, right? Oh yeah, and like yeah. I said, it's a six point five. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just had fun with it, I guess. Yeah, we should uh, say what it's I, about. It's about a not a high school. It's a not really a college. It's a training center for superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, which is like right out of high school. These kids who have superpowers go to this place to be trained, uh, and then some crazy stuff happens, and we find out that this school may be doing nefarious things to these young kids. Yeah. And our main lady can control her blood as a weapon. That was maybe one of the best things. <laughs> you thought that was the best thing? Because I thought that was I really, really a that. stupid superhero power to have. I okay. thought it was so good. I mean, they could have picked any superpower, and that was the one they chose for the main character. I really liked that part. I thought it was pretty dumb. <laughs> uh, I love how different we are this week. But please tell me that you didn't like snake oil, because I didn't like snake oil. No, I, I was not a fan of this either. Uh, <laughs> most of the, um, I think all, you said there was a lot of good shows this week. I thought there was a lot of terrible shows this week, so we're definitely right. uh, on different pages with what we're thinking. What was snake oil about, though? Uh, so... Uh, have you seen Shark Tank, everybody? <laughs> well, or Dragon's like, Den, if you're in any other country. Dragon's yeah. Den, yes. Uh, people come up with the strangest fucking things as inventors, and uh, here contestants have to figure out if uh, the things that they are getting presented uh, of two products are either like in the title snake oil of or if it is a true fucking product and And they're both uh, like really weird products so yeah it's hard to tell which one's real because they're both so strange that's the concept yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, who was the celebrities in the uh, first episode again? right you should mention that it's not just the contestants that are going that are deciding whether these are snake oil or not. Each contestant mm-hmm. has a celebrity partner. Uh, one was somebody from Destiny's Child, the girl who's yes. not Beyonce and not the one that got kicked out of the group. It, mm-hmm, but the other one. And then Rob Riggle from um, from a lot of things, but yeah. That, yeah, that, that golf hurt show? his foot. What was yeah. the golf show that I'm trying to think of that I can't remember where he was the announcer? But yeah, Rob Rob Riggle. Right. Was, I thought this was so fucking stupid. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, who was the host again? David Spade. David Spade. What a fucking terrible job he did in this show. He, he was trying to be funny, and he's not funny. He just definitely felt like he was like, I do not want to be here. I didn't even dress up for this. I didn't shave or right. like fix my hair at all. I was just like, got out of bed. Yeah. And then went to the studio to Someone make a game show. Someone forced me to be here. <laughs> that is what it felt like. I guess, he's yeah. run, I guess the Tommy Boy money is running out. That's my only thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, the concept for the game to begin with, like you said, they just were like, oh, Shark Tank is popular. How do we make that into a game show? That's mm-hmm. that was it. That's all the thought process that went into making this game. Yeah, yeah. 
I have to say I really wanted that to escape with uh, uh, Beaver Anus, though. Yeah, I don't know why that guy thinks that would sell to anybody. I can understand, like, the venison one, but the be- <laughs> beaver anus. But that's the whole beaver point, is, like, they're really weird, right? So, so you don't know weird. if it's real or not. I, yeah. The thing I really didn't like about the show was the fake infomercials. I almost feel like this game oh could have been better so if they used yeah. the real infomercials. Like, they you used the real information totally for the real one and then made yeah. a fake infomercial for the fake one that actually looked real. Mm. Where in this, mm. both of the infomercials look fake, um, mm-hmm. which I guess also makes it harder, but I just hated the comedy in those skits. <laughs> it was super cringy, so I don't know. I gave this a... I'll give it a 2.5, I guess. Oh, I gave it a 2.5 as well. See? We did agree on something. It was... <laughs> yeah, this was down to the level of bad production, even. Um yes. Oh, so bad. I guess the only funny joke from David Spade the whole time was the lighting joke, where right at the end, they're going to, like, the final thing, and usually there'd be this big lighting thing that happens, but he's like, what? (laughs) We only got these two measly lights? What's going on? Yes. That was the only funny thing that happened in the whole show. (laughs) Okay. Why don't you talk about the very good reality show that you watched this week? Uh, The last thing I saw this week, besides the other show we're going to talk about, but... uh, Mm -hmm. Golden Bachelor on ABC. Is this the last thing you so saw? So good. Yes. Um, it's The Bachelor, but for old people. Hence the eh? name Golden Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I uh, <laughs> When I started watching this, I was like, okay, this, this is just going to be a normal season of The Bachelor. And it's definitely not. <laughs> There's something uh, really awkward about the way they all interact with each other. Oh, so weird. So fucking like, weird. Like, in regular Bachelor, it, they interact in a... In, in, there's, it, it's not... It doesn't feel genuine in the, in the right. real one already, mm-hmm. but at least it feels like... Um, I don't know, that like they, that, like they understand how it's supposed to go because they understand reality television or whatever. <laughs> all these people... Exactly seem to not understand that they're on a reality show necessarily or how to act when you're on a reality Mm. show because they're Mm. acting just so awkward and weird with each other like all the interactions are just strange to me Mm. you know and uh i have to say i mean i have picked my two two favorites already (laughs) but some of the ladies in this is like it's you so don't really like, get completely introduced to everybody in episode one. Is the thing there's like a bunch right, of people that never still that. haven't still haven't like really you still really haven't gotten to know them. But the ones we right. have, I see how you could pick out of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the the lady, the motorcycle lady is definitely my favorite. The one that gets the rose in the first the first rose. I really liked her from the beginning. They seem to have a. Con- a big, a deep connection, like right off the bat, mm-hmm. like yeah. more than anybody else. Like you could tell they had an understanding. Almost, I want to say. I don't mm-hmm. know how to describe it other than that. Uh, yeah, we should say this is a guy. The Bachelor is seventy-two, seventy-year-old uh, mm-hmm. guy whose wife passed away a couple of years ago or something. It seemed like. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so he's a widow, widower, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's picking between 20 women, right? And then at the end of mm-hmm. episode one, they go down to 16. Uh, and then there was, like, the comedy relief lady who's, like, this 84-year-old uh, woman who... Everybody else is in between, like, 61, I think, is the youngest woman, and, like, 78 yes. or 79. And he's yeah. 72, so, like, the... You know, there's a... There's a amount on either side of his age, and then she's 84, uh, mm-hmm. which she just doesn't even seem like she knows what's going on most of the time. Yeah, Right. And she falls asleep in the sofa. In the middle of the show, yeah. In the middle of the show, and we go back to her. I don't think she was a contestant. I, in all honesty, think... She was just a, a stooge. I think she's comedy. Re- she's or... the comedy relief of the show, is what I think. Right. She's like yeah. the funny old uh, uh, Nana lady who. Uh, she was. She got. She had some jokes. She gets out of the thing and she's like mm-hmm. going after the cameraman. Hey, you coming with me, camera boy? Kind of thing. Like. Mm-hmm. That was she funny. was definitely the best part of the show. I. The way that these shows go, and it's not just Golden Bachelor. Even regular Bachelor, I cringe so hard when they talk to each other. The way they, t- like, they speak like very softly, and they're like, "Hey, oh, is that what you think?" They like talk to each other like they're babies the whole time. I don't, it makes no. me cringe out of my skin. I hate it, and that's not just for this Bachelor. It's all, that's all Bachelors. But for some reason, when they're older people, it even felt more it's cringy. More, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, what did you give this? Um, what did I give this? I gave it a a three. I gave it a three and a half, so we're very close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I gave Snake Oil a two point five, and uh, Castlevania I gave a three also. So I those ones I think were mm. kind of on the same level. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the definitely last episode of Love Experiment, right, Lart? Actually, <laughs> I should look again, Lart, right? but we know that's not true. We actually have two more episodes, but I wonder if any more have been added since <laughs> since we last looked it up because yeah. they just we don't have any clue how many um, uh, how many there's going to be. Actually, it says now I got a title for the last episode: Hall of Commitment. Uh, episode eight, so I'm assuming that's the last mm. episode just by the title. But this one, I really six. hope there's a re- reunion episode. Though. <laughs> what happened after? <laughs> hey, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. This seems like a show they would totally do that for too. Um, and it's MTV, so why not? <sighs> why not? Yeah. Episode six, Hall of No Regrets. The ladies decide who deserves a second chance in the Hall of No Regrets. Chris gets vulnerable as he pleads his case with Paige, and one drunk oh suitor makes things uncomfortable for Tamara. Right, so... Yeah, to yeah. say mildly, what an episode. So they go back to the hall, but this time it's all the people that they either rejected from the hall or people that got kicked out of the house that had already left right. the hall. So Ken, our boy Kenny was back... Um, Without the hat. Yeah, and they were super excited about that because they s- said in that one episode that he was hat fishing them, which we mm-hmm. didn't know was a thing until this TV show. So, 
<laughs> That's good. Uh, do you remember two episodes ago, Luke, when they said, we will never go back to the hall again? There was something to that. It was something like, uh, <laughs> this is their last this is chance. last time we're right. in the hall. Yeah. Remember when they said that? <laughs> oh, this, this, this show is, hey, let's see if this goes. <laughs> This is the most, like, out-of-fucking-nowhere show. I love covering it because it is so crazy. Because it's not showed on any fucking TV channel. There's no way of really seeing it. Because it's only shown on MTV.com. I assume it's on MTV at some point. But I don't know. We can find it. Well, it says on TV Guide that it plays there, but I don't know. I I, right. I really don't know. Yeah. And it's just so it's so baffling that it exists at all. And it's just like this episode got me lo- loving it. Maybe I think this is my favorite episode so far. Uh, and I do have to say that the cringe in the last half hour was maybe my favorite thing. Ever. So yeah, the they drinking. go to the hall and they have to pick um, two people from the hall this time, mm-hmm. which means to keep because uh, they had already kicked one person out after or two of them had kicked one person out after the dates in the last episode. So they mm-hmm. picked two people and but they had to kick somebody out so that they would end up with three. Uh, so that was the whole thing. And the one girl didn't have to because she had already kicked out two people, right? Um, right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... uh, it. They added a whole new hall thing, and I'm guessing they're going to end up going back to the hall again, is is what I'm thinking at some point. They have oh, to. Oh, definitely. In the oh, next yeah. two episodes. Um, but the, the one main character brings back this one guy who... I don't know what his mind or thought process was, but he seems to think that, like, because she picked him uh, twice, because she picked him, kicked him out, and then picked him again in this hall of regret, that he's somehow, Mm -hmm. like, just, he's in now. Because she, like, the rest of them only got picked once. Oh, he's he's the best thing since sliced bread. Like, he really, really, really loves himself. And he seems to feel entitled to her in some way, like, because she picked him twice. That's the only thing I can think, because then he gets super drunk and is being super possessive of her, even though they're not actually, like, a couple, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm. Um, She's talking to another guy, and he's, like, all up in their face, uh, almost trying to start a fight with the dude. So she has to, like, call everybody down because it's so... It's so fucking awkward. It's weird because I know I've been in situations like this before. Where oh, somebody was so being good. this kind of weird drunk. Yes. Uh, I love it. And then also, with that, during that whole time, then uh, the one girl walks... Uh, oh, no, this was in the hall. Where the the guy, Chris, comes to her and he's like... Trying to convince her that, hey, I... I don't. I'm I not actually a bad guy. Yeah, right. I, 
the what I what I said back there about women submitting to their husbands, uh, I didn't actually mean that. I, I've now learned and I've grown. And she's like, it's <laughs> it's been six hours. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you thought you were gonna like have changed and grown in that period of time. Ah, so funny. Yeah. I love I, I and I said I said during it I said oh I'm going to lose so much respect if she she picks him <laughs> again uh, right. I'm so it, happy she totally, that she didn't she didn't pick him uh, but uh, Tamara the main character also didn't pick Kenny who we totally thought she would end up right. getting back together with but it was mostly because Kenny was like I don't want you to pick me <laughs> right that was pretty good too she's like. Uh, she him. looked like she was totally gonna do it, and he's like, "Yeah, this isn't even a thing." Man. He's like, "You already uh. said you didn't want me here, so I don't want to be here." Basically, like, yeah. I don't want to be second fiddle. I'm not here to play uh, second uh, second best. So he was like, "I don't even want to be in a relationship with you." <sighs> it almost seemed I like he was this. like, "I don't want to be on this show anymore." Why did they bring me back yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I just adore him. Is uh, he's my favorite character in the reality show ever. We're gonna find I out he's like a horrible him. person in some way, but yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm sure we will, but right now I want. To I don't think we, he could possibly be worse than Chris, but who knows? Yeah, and also we met a character. Both me and Luke have seen every single episode of the show, but nobody. Remembers him, like he was one of the guys that apparently uh, the the shortest of the women picked. Um, right, and we were like, "Who and... the hell is this guy?" <laughs> he just is. Con- it was like, I guess because it, it had a lot to do with the last episode. None of the other guys besides the three that were on the date were like in the episode. Right. So what my yeah. thought is that she must have picked him right at the end of episode uh, four. Episode mm-hmm. 5, we didn't see them at all, and so if he came into the house out of the hall in Episode 4, we never saw him in Episode mm-hmm. 5, it would make sense that he shows up in Episode 6 and we go, who is this guy? Because I don't think he's actually mm-hmm. been on screen except for in the hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was so very confusing, and and she didn't end up kicking him out either even though we like she has less of a connection with him than anybody else she kept the guy who ended up getting yeah. drunk yeah and Nick Kroll had to go out this week that was going off like yeah. I don't think we've mentioned that on the podcast but there was a guy on here that totally looked exactly like <laughs> Nick Kroll for some reason <laughs> maybe a little more yeah, jacked so... Nick Kroll but other than that he totally looked oh, yeah. like Nick Kroll yeah we have called him that every time he's on screen, at least. <laughs> yeah, totally. And he yeah. had zero connection with the girl he ended up getting me- met zero. up with. Yeah. They did not have any type of chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> right. So when Google, when you have like went to IMDb, there's one person on their IMDb page, and he was the one that had to go this episode. What does it say on his profile, Luke? 
Well, first of all, we should say he's like the star of this show, according to IMDb. <laughs> Even though there's three right. women who are clearly the stars of this show, specifically the one main character. Home this week, yes. Right, and yes. he didn't even make it through the whole show. But if you go to the IMDb <laughs> of the Love Experiment, he is the top cast member and the only person who has a picture on the entire mm. uh, IMDb website uh, or for this show. I mean, the name is Ryan mm. Brunty. Um. And it says he's a visual artist, musician, host, and media personality, if you go to his thing. And it's got, mm -hmm. like, the things he's been in. He was in America's Next Top Model, Fro. He's already mm -hmm. been a reality star in 2015. This is another bit of proof why we know this show is 100% fake, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, he's six foot and a half inches mm -hmm. tall. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's white, which we knew. Pronouns mm. he, him, but he's also, his sexual orientation, he's straight, which I've never seen what on an IMDb <laughs> thing ever before. I didn't know that was a thing you could put on IMDb even, I guess. Right. And uh, uh, the guy does, uh, does protest too much. <laughs> That's what I'm They are, we'll just say this, they're all very, very Christian. So, yes. um... Yeah. Very. Christian. Oh my gosh. Ryan has been dreaming since he was 12 and taught himself to play guitar, which he now makes under the name Teen Coma. That is the most cringy <laughs> shit I have ever heard. What do you think he plays? It, I, with the name Teen Coma, I'm thinking it's got to be emo, right? Yep. It sounds like an emo group to me. Well, I'm sure you uh, Killed Tupac. Uh, yeah, because the guy who they say killed Tupac is on trial this week. Did you? I don't even remember hearing that he got arrested. But maybe we no. talked about it at the time. <laughs> I, I was like, really? He was caught. <laughs> I feel like we might have talked about it in passing or something. But I remember the name Keith yeah. D. Suge Knight uh, has de declined to testify against Keith D, which we know. If, well, if you know the story of Tupac's killing, Suge Knight was there at the time. Mm-hmm. Very much so. He has refused to testify against Dwayne Keith D. Davis, T TMZ reports. Additionally, Knight expressed that Davis' assertion that his nephew Orlando Anderson was the shooter at the time is untrue. Uh, but he will say he knows Keith D. wasn't the correct man to arrest. He's not. He's saying, I'm not going to tell you yeah. who did kill Tupac, but I'm going to tell yep. you that it wasn't that guy. And it also right. wasn't my nephew, which Olanda Anderson, if you remember that documentary we covered a number of I years ago. I do remember that, yeah. He, Orlando Anderson was the person that was blamed in that. But now mm -hmm. Keith D is the one that's being arrested, uh, or has been arrested. Yeah, th this interesting to see if what's going to happen with this trial, um, mm -hmm. especially now that one of the guys who's almost a witness to the situation uh, is saying he knows it wasn't that guy. So, mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, hey, look, uh, you know, it's spooky October. Like, I have maybe Sadat. It is spooky October. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought something from Audible uh, this week. Uh, by Jordan Peele. Okay. Uh, 
It's called Out There Screaming. It's an anthology of new black horror. And uh, it has an introduction. Uh, and it's narrated with, of Jordan Peele and a bunch of other people. And it has a, a long uh, cast list. It is 14 hours long. Uh, and it is so fucking good. I loved every fucking story in it okay. and you and you can get it on audibletrial.com slash adc that's audibletrial.com slash adc if you like horror oh this is going to scare you into the bones i saw the meg 2 this week fro i never saw the meg 1 and guess what i don't think i missed anything <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think no, there was a lot of lore that I missed out of it with, that I didn't like pick up on directly. Oh, this girl, uh, he gained, uh, he became her father figure a- after episode one. That's probably all I needed to know one from the first right. one. Yeah, I got. I didn't. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I got it. Didn't need to see the first one. Um, this movie <laughs> is silly. I mean, it. it I think so it's silly. supposed to be silly, but it's also supposed to be serious. But man, it is silly. I laughed a lot watching this film, even though I wasn't supposed to be laughing at it, I guess. Uh, it is so funny. It's about me- uh, megalodons. This <laughs> rich guy uh, captures a megalodon and has it in captivity, and he's, like, super happy about that. I guess he's never seen that Samuel L. Jackson movie where the, uh, it doesn't really work out well when you put sharks in cages and try to keep them killer sharks, specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... N- it's just so cheesy and silly, and I guess you have to really suspend disbelief as far as they're like hundreds of thousands of feet under the under the ocean, and they're just like mm-hmm. walking around in these silly spacesuit things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Jason Statham. Uh, it it's it's almost kind of fine for what it is because it's so goofy, but it's it's the dialogue's pretty bad. Uh, the one, <laughs> one super '90s action film line where he, the he throws the guy into a shark's mouth and he goes, "Have fun, chum," which is like the most '90s action mm-hmm. movie line ever. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd give it a probably a four point five. I don't think it's worth seeing, but it's not terrible. Terrible. It is so funny though. It is incredibly funny. Yeah, just not on purpose. That's... Yeah, right. Uh, I also saw a sequel uh, and a prequel, uh, depending on how you see it. Okay. Uh, I saw Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. That is one fucking long <laughs> title of a movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this is probably my favorite Mission Impossible movie. So far, um, even though it very much is a part one, the story of this part, I'm not going to spoil it, so I'm being a little careful. Uh, a part of the story that I can see what they are going to continue with ends in this part, so it's not like it's not like. Fast X, where in Fast X they very much like, hey, uh, this is not really the end of the movie. 
uh, you have to see the next one to see what uh, what will happen. And this is it's not like they're landing on uh, on the on the, oh there's going to be a sequel to this. Uh, I really much liked it. Uh, I'm going to give it a nine actually. It's uh, Tom Cruise uh, at his best. Oh, I don't think I've seen the last bunch of probably like three last three of them. So I'd have to do some serious mm. catching up because I, I think this is more. It's more of one where you have to follow the storyline. Yes, movie oh, to movie. definitely. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. No, I, you you would be so fucking lost if you all of a sudden went into this because there's so many fucking. There's yeah. running characters and running storylines yes. of like who hates yes. who and who likes who and yeah yeah I, yes I mean I remember yeah. that from even the ones that I had seen so maybe I'll go back at some point and watch them probably not mm-hmm. I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem they added it to Paramount this week um, cartoon Teenage version Mutant of Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. except super interesting cartoon style I, it's got like this interesting lighting effect where uh, the lighting you can see in a way. Um, you remember Jet Set Radio? The video game? I do remember Jet Set Video. I, I, I'm so good. That is really childhood well youth. Right, yeah. It kind of yeah. almost has a vibe of that style of look. There's, like, these squiggly lines happening, and, like, um... Yeah, it's super interesting the way they did the animation. It's kind mm-hmm. of a change of the original lore to a degree, where, um... Some of the bad guys in the, in the original series turn out to be some of... Like, turn out to be good guys in this. Uh, it, the, it's classic. It's got April. It's got the Turtles. It's got Splinter. Um, the bad guy is not Shredder in this, it's somebody else. It's another mutant, actually. Uh, and the original, they kind of change up the original lore of the whole, like, how the Turtles became Turtles in this, from any of the other comic book or movies or cartoons. There's one really fun part in the very beginning, they do the opening bit to show you the the lore, the background story of how the mutant, the Turtles became mutants. And then they do this sequence of them after they're, you know, grown up. And that opening sequence, they did a shot-by-shot remake of the original cartoon opening, uh, oh, which is very cool. They didn't use the same music, but if you know the, if you've seen the original cartoon, you see all the same mm-hmm. shots, which is very fun. Uh, a lot of callbacks for grown-ups, but it still would be good for kids. So I'd give it a, um, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Cool. Yeah. Well, I uh, <laughs> I sure saw a movie this week, Luke. I uh, saw Sound of Freedom this week, <laughs> Luke. Okay. That uh, is a movie I saw this week. I should probably put that on my list just for cringe factor, but how, what did you think? My, oh my. Uh, it has 57 on Rotten Tomatoes, Luke, but it has an audience score. And hold your horses of 99% load. Okay. That's definitely not... What? That's definitely the not been uh, manipulated in any way by anybody, for sure. Not at all. 
Okay, so, uh, what is this movie about? I don't really know. Uh, because it's based on a true story, question mark? Uh, it's, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to call him that, because, uh, <laughs> okay. it's Jim, uh, Jim, uh, uh, oh, what, uh, the guy that plays Jesus Christ in, in, uh, that Jesus Christ movie, uh, Jim Carell, uh, whatever. Sure. Um, yes, uh, he rescues a young boy from child, uh, trafficking, and, uh, um, he learns that uh, the boy's sister is a captive and decides to embark on a dangerous mission to save her. That is more or less uh, this thing. I was a tiny bit confused when Mira Sovino... I, that I have not seen in ten years, at least, uh, all uh, all of a sudden showed up in this this movie. It is one of the fucking weirdest and definitely very controversial movies I have seen in. <sighs> Years and years. I am going to give it a fucking zero. I hated everything about this. Mm -hmm. It is one of the worst movies I have ever seen in my entire life. It's cancer. It is that bad. I mean, what I was to understand is it was made a couple years ago and nobody released it because it was so bad and then it got released because of this whole uh, uh, QAnon thing like it right. It got associated with that and so they were like oh we can release this and make money but it wasn't a released initially because it was a bad movie <laughs> Yeah, you really have to see this because it will be in the end of the year discussion of the worst movies of, of this year sure um, yeah. Yeah, I'll put it on my list. To see if I. I'm sure it. <laughs> I, I feel like I saw it on some streaming service already, but I, maybe I'm wrong. Um, okay. Reptile came out this week on Netflix. Did you see anything for this? No. It's got Benicio del Toro, Justin Timberlake, and Alicia Silverstone in it. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Directed by Grant Singer. It's a murder mystery okay. uh, detective drama. Uh, Benicio Del Toro plays the detective. Justin Timberlake's mm. wife, who's a um, real estate agent, gets murdered in a house that she's selling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Benicio Del Toro is trying to figure out whether Justin Timberlake killed her or whether somebody else killed her, because, you know, the husband's always the mm. first uh, suspect. Mm -hmm. It becomes kind Does... of... Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, just Justin uh, Timberlake go... Uh, go, hey, I'm crying a river. He does cry a river in this. Good. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, the Mississippi <laughs> River is the specific river that he cries in this one. Yes. Yeah, uh, Benicio del Toro is pretty good in it. Justin Timberlake's actually pretty good. I think everybody, the acting in this is really good. It's kind of slow, but it's, it becomes kind of a psychological thriller 
I don't know, two-thirds of the way through. It's mm. got a twist ending, but I was very confused. It's one of those twists where, like, I feel like I have to go back and watch the movie again to really understand what it meant. Does that make sense? Because there's so mm. many... Mm. It's a murder mystery thing where, at the end, it's kind of left where you're questioning things. So I, I, it's one of those movies that you'd have to see twice, maybe, to really understand it. Uh, mm. I, it's fine for what it was, but I was a little bit confused. I'll give it a... I'm going to give it a five right in the middle, actually. Hmm. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone, best movie. Uh, Batman and Robin, fight me on that. <laughs> her best movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I loved her. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was Vamps. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? <laughs> I don't think so, but maybe. Let me look it up. Vamps. Yeah, I think it was 2010, 11, 12, somewhere. Oh, no, I don't remember this at all. Yeah. I, I think, I think uh, in in real talk, her, her uh, best movie is probably The Killing of a Sacred Deer or... Uh, the Blue Crush Rush. from 1993. That was probably her best movie. Oh, my God. I remember <laughs> that. Jesus Christ! No, man. really, the the best one is from last year, The Requin, which we I think was on my top five worst movies of the year oh, last yeah, year. Oh yeah, that was awful. And that she was her. That. Yeah, <laughs> was that on your top five also, or was that just me? I don't remember. He, I think it was just you. Okay, yeah. that was a bad movie for sure. It was a bad movie. <sighs> the Babysitter. She was so hot in The Babysitter. Okay. Uh, anyway, let's see. Did I do all the movies I saw? Yeah. So the last one we both saw, right? Or is that where we're at? Mm-hmm. Or last movies? We movie. Th the last movie collection we saw this week was the yes. Wes Anderson Rondahl Netflix releases. Um, mm -hmm. There were four of them, right? Um, yeah. One of them was like forty minutes. It was more like thirty-seven because the credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other ones were only, like, 15 minutes each. So mm -hmm. it was a small... Uh, sh small collection of short films made by Wes Anderson inspired by Rondahl short stories. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, very much liked two of them. One was really bad and one was okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think the, f the initial one, the Henry Sugar one, was really good. Really good, yeah. Um... I think we both... There was one that was about uh, the swan. Was that the one we both thought was not as good? Because I, uh, I liked the one no. with the snake. The I, third one. Was not the third one? Poison or whatever? Um. Well, I remember there was the one with the snake, the one with the swan, Henry Sugar. Mm -hmm. Why can't I remember the last one? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been the bad one, right? Oh, the rat one. That was the last one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the swan one was the one that I didn't like as much. I liked the rat one uh, to a degree. and mm -hmm. But I think, yeah, the f that I think the first one was definitely the best. And then... Oh, definitely. It's it's a toss-up for me between the swan... Or, no, the the rat one and the snake one. And then mm. the swan one definitely lasts for me. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I I totally agree that this one uh, is is last. I I really liked the rat one. Uh, I didn't so much like this one one, but uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, we're me comparing it's... them off of each other, also. So oh, like, yeah. 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 I mean, they're very still very well shot, very well acted, very complex very. cinematography as far as uh, set uh, blocking and set design and everything like. I think you pointed out there was one of uh, one or two of them that is all it was like a continuous or mostly continuous shot the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this one one was uh, really like even though that was probably the worst of them, it was maybe the most interesting of them to look at. <laughs> right. Yes. So yes. that's just because it. the it was, story was it, the least interesting, but maybe the yeah. cinematography was some of the it best. It was the most interesting. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because they filmed it in in this corn maze, and it was so weird. I really loved it. Yeah, the story itself was kind of just uh, almost secondary to what you're looking at. Right. I feel like you could watch this without the sound and still kind of Mm -hmm. get an idea of, not what was happening, but get an idea of what the message was being put across, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, I guess um, we'll give this a score like all of them together if we're gonna score them, or how do you want to do it? Mm, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven point five then. I was thinking a seven, so I, mm. I I think I could be convinced to a seven point five, but like <laughs> only because the acting was so good in it. Um, mm. some of it's when it comes to Wes Anderson, it can it always comes off a little pretentious. All of his stuff does. I mean, it is. It just, he is it, a pretentious uh, cock. So yeah, it just is. That. that just yeah. is an inherent thing of Wes Anderson. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw some more episodes of The Devil's Plan. I didn't uh, tell you that uh, in the TV around. I, I just, I think you will love that. You that love Big Brother. You, you, you should set off uh, a little time to try to to watch it. Okay. Yeah. But what movie are we going to watch this uh, week? We're going to watch a trailer for Senior senior Year Love Never Fails. PG-13. Thematic material. Some material may be inappropriate for 13 and under. Mm. Pregnant. Pregnant. Remember that meme? Pregnant. <laughs> Pregnant. To have my granddaughter joining us in church today for the very first time. A what is love? Meaning? What? Eros. Passionate desire. This looks like it was filmed on an iPhone. Yeah. And three. Kind of want. The it, it actually makes me move. Really, really not want to see this movie. I'm getting definite Christian vi- Oh yeah, for sure. Christian movie oh, vibes just by the- one minute. Every it was- I just said that before they cut to the church scene, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, high school musical Go- gospel edition. Gospel edition. Yeah. Oh my god, that green screen in the car was so bad. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Jesus Christ almighty. That was random. Mm. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel right now. 
Okay. Is that Chance the Rapper? It looked like Chance the Rapper, didn't it? I'm sure he is a oh, Christian. The acting is so good right here. Fight, pray, love. Did I miss the cake? I'm definitely going to see this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the kid runs out in front of the car. Oh my god. So this is a Christian propaganda movie. It seems like there's right? definitely some Christian undertones happening. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? CJ and Marcella struggle to protect their relationship against pressure from their family, faith, and friends when a devastating discovery upends their lives. What, that she's pregnant? Mm. I'm assuming that's what they're talking about, that she's pregnant. Because <laughs> that was in the preview, but it upended their lives. So 8.8 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm not seeing a Rotten Tomatoes at all. So the whole thing is going to be, oh... Our parents want us to take an abortion. Is that the whole fucking It could movie? be an anti-abortion movie. It definitely uh, felt like it could be that. Guess who's in this? I, I, is this real? I wonder if this is real. Heidi Mont Montag is apparently in this movie. No. According to... To this? Yep. Yeah. Really? It says she's the dean of the school, apparently. No shit. Uh, the rapper is not Chance the Rapper. His name is Mile Min Minnick. Uh, he just looks yeah. a lot like Chance the Rapper. <laughs> yeah, like that looks like Chance the Rapper. <laughs> I think he's going for the look. I think he's got he's got the right. hat, he's got the glasses, the same jacket, and yeah. I think he just likes the aesthetic. Hmm. Cool. Uh, next week we will talk news of the week, TV and movies of the week. Uh, we will do the Love Experiment episode seven because. That's the thing that we do. <laughs> um, another digital review of Killer of the Flower Moon. Uh, a movie I'm actually looking forward to seeing. I'm not a big Western fan, but I've seen the preview for it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not huge into Westerns. I, I think you will... Uh, you like the director, though. Yeah, so. it's just the setting that I have a problem with more than anything. I like yeah. a lot of the actors that are even in it, so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, Martin Scorsese has never made a bad, bad movie. So, there's that. Right, yeah. I just yeah can't get into westerns. Same thing, I don't like the uh, King Arthur period or uh, mm -hmm. really anything to do with, like, uh, aristocrats, like the French Revolution thing either. Anything like that, I'm not a huge fan of for some reason. So I'm going to uh, think uh, that you didn't like the movie Aristocrats, then? I don't think... You mean the documentary? Yes. It didn't really have anything to do with Aristocrats, <laughs> but... I mean, I liked The Hateful Eight. That was a movie that was, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to think, has, has he really not uh, been a director of a bad movie? I can't believe that's true. There's gotta be something that's bad, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there has to be. 
I mean, I, do you like Gangs of New York? Some people don't like that movie. I love it. I don't remember. I, that was the heist movie, right? Gangs of New York? No, that was... No, uh, Kings of uh, New York. The gangster movie. Oh, you're talking about yeah. Gangs of New York. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, I like Gangs of New York. Why did people oh, not like Wall that? Street. Uh, oh, yeah, no. He has directed the bad movie, and I don't care what people thinks, think about that, but I hated Shutter Island with a passion. It had a, an interesting ending, but everybody, I think a, lo a lot of people didn't like that movie. It is so bad, and it has like 8.2 on IMDb. Don't get that at all. For me, that was maybe a 2 movie. Anyway, uh, Jeremy Runt. Anything interesting? Canada is asking for pod podcast and streaming c companies to register with the government. From mm. news and online stream new news that online streamers and podcasters will soon be required to register with the Canadian Canadian broadcasting regulator is raising confusion and concerns over heavy regulation that may be coming. Last Friday, the Canadian Radio, Television, and Telecommunications Commission announced that online streaming and podcasting services operating in Canada with over with more than $10 million in annual rev revenue will have to register with the government before November 28th. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. What do you think about podcasts having to register with the government? Kind of yeah, no thanks. the same way television shows have to... In America, we have the FCC. They're saying mm -hmm. this is a, this is the same as if podcasts had to register with the FCC. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Absolutely not. It seems like... I mean, a lot of people are calling this, like, censorship, where if the mm -hmm. government doesn't like what you're saying, they're... they're if you're registered with them, they're going to be able to say what and what you can't put on your podcast, uh, which mm -hmm. is what they already do with TV. You're not allowed to say certain words. You're not allowed to show certain things. Chil you know, like in TVs and movie, you're not allowed to show kids die. That's like a thing. Uh, like mm -hmm. you could imply that they died. You can't actually show a kid being killed, right? Um, mm -hmm. Or like certain words that you're not allowed to say. Uh it's yeah. Are they going to use it for censorship? Maybe not, but it, they're putting in the ability for that to happen. Yeah. Mm. Uh, did you see the new Mark Grober video? Uh, him making the world's small, smallest Nerf gun. I saw that it came out. I did not watch it because I mm. I was not enticed enough to be honest. I think okay. Nerf guns have run their course of like it being clickbait. You know what I mean? Nobody cares enough about Nerf guns anymore for me to get clickbaited by it, I guess. Maybe that's just me. No. Hmm. Was it good? That was... Yeah, I liked it. Oh, okay. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, what else did I see? I saw... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I sometimes watch uh, Sidemen. Uh... They have a series where they do, like, uh, 20 women versus the Sidemen. I've seen uh, that, yeah. Thing. I've seen one or two of yeah. those. Yeah. Uh, they had speed on <laughs> this week. Oh, they probably recorded it at the same time they did the charity match. Yeah. Because he was there. That would make sense. It was fun. I like speed. 
You know, he's a polarizing figure, but he's entertaining no matter, like, if you like him or not, you can't deny that he's he's an entertaining yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I really like, I, I think he's fun. <laughs> speaking of somebody like that, entertaining but possibly very controversial, Little Tay returns. Oh my god, yeah. There was a big thing, she came out, denounced her father, said the whole, uh pretending to be dead was her father's idea and that he was using it to try to spin it off into that crypto coin and that he had some shady investor mm. guy that was involved uh, but now it seems like um, she's gotten away from her father which is at least good yeah right and that she's mm -hmm. trying to start a music career I haven't heard any of it mm. yet but somebody told me her music's not that bad bro <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I mean, remember when Bad Baby came out with music and everybody made fun of it and it actually turned out to be good? <laughs> so good. So it's like, it's possible it Little Tay so is going to come good. out with a good album and yeah. everybody's going to be like, oh, we all feel dumb now. Yeah. Uh, in the gaming thing, I'm going to talk super fast about this because nobody fucking cares. Uh, I played uh, FC24. Uh, that's more or less what I have played. Other than that, I did play. I bought uh, for ten dollars. I bought uh, the Harry Potter collection of uh, the Lego, the Lego Harry Potter movies, and uh, that was so fun. Oh, the I games, am... the Lego Harry Potter. Yeah. I thought you meant the Lego collection, like the actual physical Lego collection. I, I... No, no, no. The the Harry Potter games. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because I know they have that a Harry Potter so collection fun. of Legos, also, that people... Yeah, I was, like, thinking oh, yeah. you were getting into Legos for some reason. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's two games. Uh, two games. Uh, one is, like, year one to three, and the other one is three to six. I'm almost done with the first game. I mean, it's, like, it's a new way of looking at Harry Potter. And I love that there's absolutely no uh, talking in it, and you, you can't uh, kind of have to figure things out uh, on your own. I cannot count how many times I have been on YouTube <laughs> looking for solutions for things. <laughs> it's been sometimes, yeah. But uh, I think uh, the most positive thing I can say about FC24, it's very good to have a football game finally uh, with real football in it without FIFA involved, so... There's that. Um, apparently, Eugenia Cuny kind of went missing this week, so people are very yeah, concerned where she is or what's happening because they were mm. hard. I mean, we've been concerned about this woman for years. Uh, mm. I, I we've brought it up on the podcast a few times when things happen with her. It's uh, it's always been an issue. I've always had a problem with especially clothing companies sponsoring her. Because I think that's mm -hmm. just uh, gross for a company to do, but she's a person, and I hope she's getting help. That's what I. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Two very good and uh, very different pay per views when it comes to wrestling this week. Uh, I watched uh, Wrestle Dream and uh, also NXT, uh, whatever it was called. Uh, I will talk to Bill about that on Saturday on the, that wrestling show. You should check that out. He's very nice promoting us. So it seems to I, be I, coming I out on Saturdays most of the time. It comes out on a Saturday um, if mm -hmm. people want to check it out.
that wrestling show on all podcasting services. Apparently, Nerd City just came out with a video three hours ago, Fro. What the fuck? Ooh. Let me look what? when the last time Nerd City put out a video. Uh, that is long time ago. Over a year ago was the last video yeah. they put out, and it was that J-Station video. Uh, uh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So long. Like, yeah, it's been forever. That is, It's called What Happened to Nerd City. So I think that they're going to address why they have been gone for so long in this video. That's mm. something interesting to talk about next week for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I don't have anything more. No, other that, than that was it for me. Spooky. Yeah, don't get scared. Yeah. Don't get caught in Wolf Werewolf Canyon, everybody. <laughs> what the fucking reference? Okay. Uh, my name is Spooky Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Another another digital another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.